Hello, my name is Simeon Richards. Welcome to NTU Anxiety. Uh, we have two very special guests today, Lorna and Becca. Uh, Lorna Tam, who's recently married, you might have formerly known as Lorna Brown. Uh, yep. She studied uh, psychology at NTU and also has a master's in cyber psychology. And uh, Becca Richards, um, who I have to confess is also my wife. But, uh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so hopefully that uh, won't... Uh, disturb any of the stories but there you go um, and you have a degree in uh, fashion is that correct Becca? Yes you should know that. Yes I graduated from Nottingham Trent in 2016. Fantastic and Lorna do you want to give a bit of background behind your degree as well? Yeah sure um, so I graduated um, from Nottingham Trent in 2016 also um, with an undergraduate in mental health psychology and then I um, a couple of years later went back to NTU, couldn't keep away and uh, studied a master's in cyber psychology for one year. Fantastic. So it's uh, nice to have two former NTU students doing the podcast once and obviously that gives us a bit more of a broader expanse on the experiences you two have. Um, so the first question I'll ask really is, so you guys, I've, I've known you for a little while now and you have a really strong bond. What's, what's kind of the story of how you met and uh, yeah, just go from there? Fab. Um, yeah, so we met on my first day of university. I think, uh, Becca, you came to I think you came to uni the day before, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I came on the Saturday, I remember, uh, nine years ago, would you believe? Um, so we were in the same flat in halls, in Sambi Halls, and we got along straight away and we've just been great, uh, great friends ever since. Yeah, big up Sambi. Um, I think it was clear for me off that we had really similar personalities which made me feel really like comfortable bearing in mind it was such a new environment um and I I think we're really lucky to have found each other actually in the same mm -hmm. flat because um and generally we had a great set of flatmates because a lot of people aren't so lucky um and it can feel really difficult to settle into such a crazy new environment a new city when you don't feel like you have anything in common with your flatmates um but I mean there's still plenty of ways to make friends but I think I do think we got lucky there yeah definitely and that was actually one of the reasons I personally chose Sambi Halls because um, I think looking when I was looking most flats sort of housed five or six people maybe um, yeah. but I noticed that Sambi was flats of 12 um, which is a crazy amount <laughs> but I was yeah. thinking like it eased my nerves because I was like well there's definitely there has to be at least one nice person um, so yeah. <laughs> and luckily everyone was great. So. Yeah 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 definitely. Good. For a brief moment there, Lorna, I thought you said you'd uh, specifically join Sambi because of Becca and you'd stalked her before she came along. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that could definitely happen too. But we all did a little bit of stalking beforehand because we could, that was the Facebook groups and you could um, like see who was going to be in your halls, which was which was a nice touch that that was set up actually. So mm, Definitely. Yeah. Maybe That's it's it. on TikTok now. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> no, it's all a Snapchat, I think. Oh, Times yeah, have moved yeah. on. I don't think yeah. even it's uh -huh. crazy. But I have a completely different experience to you guys, obviously, as a, a more mature student. So it's a completely different. Obviously, being in halls and making friends is a different way for me. So, yeah, it's really good to see how sort of, you know, the younger students have their experiences of making friends and the experience of halls. So and this is going to be really good for people listening and especially the bit of anxiety about going into halls and making friends so it sounds like you guys uh, can calm a few nerves there so no, yeah for sure I mean back. one brilliant thing about Sambi as well is that like it's very open plan so you like if you didn't get on with your flat 
you could literally walk into another corridor and just be in someone else's flat and it was great like you could quite a few people did I think there were some people that were more like better friends with the people upstairs or I think a lot of halls do have that especially in freshers week because the reps do come around and encourage you to all get to know each other in one place so um yeah I I think it's it's quite a good time when you first Mm. move in to do that yeah definitely there was so much sort of mingling wasn't there and it was just really easy to mingle in in Zambi particularly just because there was that kind of freedom to like roam and um, <laughs> which like I said you, you got to know other flats um yeah. really well no you two have uh, completely different sort of ethics on partying and things like that I know mm. that both party animals but in two different very different ways um but what was your sort of experience of freshman week and uh, how did that go for you? Was it was it a nervous experience? Was it a scary experience? Was it a fun experience? How how did it go? Um, so initially I I remember being really, really excited to move away from uni. I you know, I felt really ready to fly the nest, to go out and make friends, to study my chosen subject. Um but I think I remember that first week I was I really and I'm pretty much that whole first term and um, it was actually really quite lonely um, and I felt quite overwhelmed for a lot of it. And it also didn't help that I was constantly ill with freshers flu. Yeah. I got a new virus or infection every week, didn't I? Oh, um, God, yeah. yeah, great times. <laughs> um, and the thing is, I think with uni you're and especially freshers week you're surrounded by people constantly and I remember meeting people all the time and at one point I think I was meeting new people every single day and you're surrounded by people but it always takes time to build proper um solid relationships and friendships um it it really does doesn't it like mm. because it especially when you're in that new environment like at what point does an acquaintance become a friend like it can be quite scary to put yourself out there and be like hey let's hang out and then it's it's terrifying really yeah definitely and although you could click with some people straight away um like with you Becca I felt like I clicked with you from the start Mm. and it still felt lonely because I I just I didn't really know you um and obviously those things take time don't they um and for me and you know I know it's not everyone's experience but a lot of people's experience is university you move away for the first time and you move away from your support network and everything you know at home and I'd lived in the same town in the same house my whole life and it was just so like weird just completely moving away from that um and also just seeing friends on social media during their freshers week um you it's really easy to have that sort of unrealistic comparison and you know the re- reality is that other people probably thought the same about my social media as well it's funny isn't it because you could be you can try and be conscious of that but I think like freshers week is I think on social media and generally like people say it's, oh, it's the best week of your life and and I think the majority of people are absolutely terrified deep down and they're just trying to make it look like they're having a great time which then I think makes it difficult to open up to like your flatmates who you, mm. you've known for a couple of days so it's it's sort of I feel like it's widely not really talked about until afterwards you know what I mean like afterwards you're like oh I was really nervous but you wouldn't in that moment you wouldn't know it and you wouldn't think it and it's it is like, like Lorna said it's really easy to look at your school friend's social medias and oh they're having a great time and why don't I feel like I'm having such a good time it's yeah it's it's really quite something 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's totally get that. And I, there's that expectation that you should love every minute as well, yeah. isn't there? Um, yeah, and maybe the expectation that you should be going out all the time and drinking all the mm-hmm. time. And if you're not doing those things, then you're not enjoying yourself. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we we had quite different experiences with that, didn't we, Becca? And I, I'm actually teetotal and I still went out because, you know, I love a good dance sometimes, <laughs> but um, sometimes I didn't go out when everyone else did. And, and that's okay too. Like just own it if, if you're not into that kind of thing, but you know, like just kind of be yourself um but yeah I absolutely loved uni overall but that first term it was just really strange and quite difficult and I actually really considered dropping out in that first term but I'm so so glad that I didn't um yeah oh yeah yeah and we made Uh, it through (laughs) we did I mean I think for me like I had some experience uh living away from home but I was full of anxiety about being plunged into like a totally new environment, new city. I actually had a panic attack the day I moved in because um, it suddenly hit me like, oh my God, this is, everything's new and I uh, don't like change. Um, like I I did throw myself in there uh, with a lot of alcohol um, to ease the nerves. And like, I was trying to do as much as I could meet as many people as I could. But in between those activities, I did cry alone in my room a lot just because I was just convinced that like something was going to go wrong somewhere or like even though all my flatmates were so lovely and like I I did have a overall overall good vibes like I still couldn't shake that feeling that it was all just something was going to go wrong um and actually like I think having struggled with a mental health since childhood like I realized maybe like six days in I was like okay I think I need to get some help here so I I went to the uni doctors in the city and straight away they saw me, they took me seriously and they put me on antidepressants, which I'm I'm still on these days. Like they kind of make me who I am, who I should be uh, sort of without the mental health issues, like the sort of person behind it all. So um, that massively helped. Um, I can't remember if I actually told anyone in my flat. Did I tell you, Lorna, that I was going to the doctors? I can't remember. I think you told me later, but I, not uh, at the yeah. time, no. Yeah, I kind of wish I had like, because I felt like I was building that trust with you and a couple of others in mm. our flat. And I, I sort of wish I had told them now. Um, mm. I think more for the purpose of being open, I guess. But yeah. um, overall, like, you know, I did have a really good time during Freshers Week. Like I have a lot of fond memories of the nights out and a lot of great pictures. And But, you know, I, I still do remember like the difficulty. And I sort of wish that I'd maybe shared that with some of the people in the flat. It might have made me feel better in in those moments where I was on my own and panicking about it all. Yeah, it's difficult in the moment though, isn't it? And like like we said, when you kind of first arrive and you don't you don't really know anyone, it is mm-hmm. difficult. But um yeah. yeah, definitely I think um like you said, a lot of people might not have a great freshers week or first time, but that's not an indicator, is it? Mm, of no, the rest no, of your experience at, at uni. So yeah. Not at all. I mean a lot of yeah, a lot of people don't have a great freshers week. They're not for most people I'm pretty sure it's not the best week of your lives. Um mm, yeah. But they once they settle in, I mean also the reps are fantastic for this like you have you do have sort of different types of reps some that are really good at rallying everyone for a party others that do sort of check in with you and I, I do remember a couple of them sort of being like you're okay and like I would I wouldn't have been like no I'm scared mm-hmm. but I was grateful that they that they did that um you know I, I appreciated that um and Lorna you you freshers repped it was it second year it was third year as well did you no um I didn't actually fresher rep oh. no um but I knew I think a few people in our sort of circle did um but yeah I do I do remember very very well um a freshers rep on 
I think it was the second day of uni coming in to check on me because I didn't get everyone out on this one night and I just didn't just because I didn't I wasn't feeling it um, and I kind of felt a bit weird and um, I remember her coming in and checking on me and she was Aww. yeah just really lovely and friendly and that made me feel yeah a lot better um, oh that's so nice yeah I mean I didn't bear my soul to her but like <laughs> I'm sure if I did she would have been really lovely about Aww. it absolutely I think there's two really good experiences there of fresher weeks and two very different perspectives we say I think it's really good and I think you both alluded there that there is senses of isolation you know even in freshers week and trying to make friends and feeling lonely and having that support you know throughout is very very important and you know I think if there's anything to be taken out from that sort of students that are thinking freshers week oh it's not quite going for me do reach out to people you know people are willing to listen a lot of us think we we, we don't want to listen and we don't listen to problems but in actual fact, you'll find people like Lorna who will go out of their way to help people. You'll find people like Becca who, who's gone through mental health herself, you know, mm-hmm. it would help anyone. So sometimes we, we as humans don't think that we can do that. So and that really leads us kind of nicely into the next question. I mean, sort of you two have been really good friends and you're, you're still really good friends. How did you support each other during Um you know what I actually think nursing Lorna through five different breeds of freshers flu like really made us close <laughs> um <laughs> agreed <laughs> like I guess because you were like in a vulnerable state you're not well mm-hmm. and obviously, like when you've just moved out and you're ill like you're, when you're at home like you're used to your parents like looking after you and then it's like oh no now what do I do like who's gonna bring yeah. me soup and I was like I'll do it <laughs> and you know I think that kind of um I think that I guess like that vulnerable state made me feel like I could be a bit more like real in myself like I didn't have to put the mask on of like we're having the best time Mm, Um, yeah and like we had a lot of you know regular non-judgmental chats which I think is so useful like I've I've never felt judged telling you anything which is such an important quality in our friendship in any relationship um like we would be there for each other through all kinds of stuff and like honestly like you're just oh you're just amazing Norna like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and likewise as well I you know I never felt judged by you I felt like I could um you know tell you what was really going on and be real with you and I think that's really important especially um you know when you're as you say in a vulnerable state and I remember we had a lot of deep chats didn't we um -hmm. and I feel like we got to know each other's backgrounds um really well which helps Mm -hmm. in sort of understanding um and I do actually (laughs) I don't know if you you remember as clearly as I do but I remember I think it was maybe the the week after freshers so the first week of um lectures I remember having Mm -hmm. to walk out of my afternoon lecture because I was I was just really ill I had a stomach infection and I really I I thought I was going to be sick and I kind of was making my way from Chaucer to back to Sambi which is like a Mm. 30 second walk isn't it Um, and I remember getting into my room and just not having the energy at all I just flopped on my bed and I didn't even have the energy to walk those three or four steps to our little ensuite wet room to like be sick in the toilet yeah yes they were great (laughs) and I just remember like just turning over and throwing up all over the floor and then I didn't know what to do and um, I remember a a couple of you guys I think you were one of them Becca you might have deleted this from your memory um but I remember you guys coming in and like literally like cleaning up after me on the floor and it was just I do remember this (laughs) I I wasn't actively involved in the vomit part but I I remember being (laughs) I remember like doing something 
yeah definitely you guys really helped and um yeah I, I really appreciate that and it's just it's kind of weird when you don't really know someone and they're just cleaning up after you after you've just thrown up um yeah. but yeah I definitely think as you said that did solidify our bond uh, for sure um and then you know likewise with you I remember just you know looking out for your nights out as well and kind of checking everything oh, was you, okay you the were next like day. my mom it was great oh. like, <laughs> obviously with you being sober and me not I think yeah. that was that was useful and I think like yeah. even other like people on our flat like I think we did have this sort of thing where like if someone was really drunk like one of us would be like just just making sure and I think that's important in any group of friends like especially when you're 18 19 and like quite new to drinking like it's very easy to take it too far mm. and I think if if you notice that one of your friends is like definitely had too much like you know keep an eye on them don't let them wander off alone like maybe call them a taxi god I, Lord, I remember you have to take me home in a taxi a couple of oh, times yeah. <laughs> yes um because <laughs> ocean and all of that stuff um and I, I think I think that's so important really definitely yeah oh and all the takeaways we had as well I think that was that was a great time um, oh yeah that was that know, was good bonding <laughs> for sure I, I think sometimes we were like we knew we needed a DMC um, yeah. other times we're like we need food <laughs> yeah <laughs> Becca, for, the, for the interest of the sort of uh, audience what's a dmc oh everyone knows what dmc deep meaningful conversation <laughs> I, I i know the majority people people might, people but, slang. Oh, but, maybe uh, like, not everyone knows that now <laughs> maybe gen z exactly. doesn't know what dmc is <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah uh, we just have to be with clarity in the abbreviations, but okay. it sounds like your friends were your friendship was forged in um, quite a lot of different experiences, and obviously mm. you, you grew and built that trust. But it shows that if if you do build that trust, you can start to rely on each other, and you know that that could be going on over several years. But fresh is often, I assume, is it brings you a lot closer, a lot faster. And the first oh, yeah. couple of years of university it brings you a lot closer, a lot faster, and and. Even though you two are lucky enough to stay friends for all that time, you know, the friendships do change all the time, don't they? And, you know, sort of, it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you're not going to make friends just because you lose that friend in the first time. You know, you still got all that time to to reflect back on it. So, no. It's, oh, yeah, it's, defo. I mean, I think that there were people that I was friends with, like, maybe for a couple of weeks or for mm -hmm. a bit. And then, like, your circles do change. And that's, I think that's normal. That's normal in school, too. Um, yeah, definitely. But I think, like, in our flat that we did click quite quickly I think on my course like sometimes it took a bit longer to make friends with people but like even if you feel like you're I mean what is it no, no is it November yet no, where am I um <laughs> even if you know you're in first year and you you still sort of feel like you haven't really like made friends with anyone like there's still so much time ahead of you and so many you know different things different people to meet you know yeah definitely and I think it takes a while for you to kind of really maybe find your kind of friendship group or for that to sort yeah. of stabilize um a bit more really and yeah, that's okay if it does know, yeah exactly and like obviously when you like some of the societies you're in like I think was it the other Lorna and Laura like did, did you guys click straight away or was that a bit of a slow burner right you're still so close now I, I can't really remember now but yeah um yeah we did get get on really well from the start um and mm. Uh, yeah I mean it took a while really to to properly sort of get to know each other um yeah. 
but yeah another that reminded me another thing that I would mention is um finding you know somewhere to live in second year I think there's a lot of pressure to oh you have to be sorted before Christmas but you know that's not necessarily true you can you can get that sorted after Christmas and um I ended up as you know living with um the other Lorna and Laura in my and a few of the girls in, in second year and I'm pretty sure we didn't get that sorted until after Christmas um yeah so, god I think mm. it was February for for the rest of us in our flat I think he yeah six, six of us from the flat stayed together and I, yeah I think that was February I mean I don't know if now there's more, more students isn't there I don't know if the demand's different but like I think it's better to um like you don't want to rush into a flat with people you're like not mm. not sure about um but yeah. also I mean there's a lot lot more student accommodation now so even if you go into halls for second year like that that's quite normal or like places like Glasshouse where they're not like really fresher fresher halls like you get people of all you know year groups living in there so definitely yeah it's, it's, it is quite interesting and uh, as you said they alluded to there you know friendships can sometimes take a while to, to bond or to mature and you know over the years even in adult relationships they change it's quite a normal part of life you know and uh, I think the more we grow up, the more we realise that. So it's, uh, yeah, thank you very much for sharing those experiences. And and sort of, we, we alluded there to, you know, sort of how you two supported each other for university, but how did you individually look after your, your sort of wellbeing during university? Oh, um, so I, I probably didn't do it very well in first year. Um, you know, lack of sleep, bad eating habits. Um, I think, you know, coming to uni, moving away for the first time, having to do everything by yourself. I just didn't really give myself the time to, you know, fuel myself properly with food and, you know, sleep a sufficient amount. Um, and you couldn't yeah. cook either. Like, I still very <laughs> fondly remember you burning rice. Like, <laughs> this is this is quite ironic because today in psychology we were doing a lecture on diet and uh, yes diet so yes it's very interesting oh, that you, you didn't learn anything from that lecture yeah well I don't remember that lecture <laughs> Tim, I, I wonder what you'll take away from that because your favorite comfort food is like what pasta with peas and fish fingers and no sauce so I think you need oh, to take wow. me that lecture like that's not okay no, it's, it's I hope you made okay. notes I, I do. I don't need to pick on Lorna. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean it is absolutely true. Each other, guys. It's absolutely true that I, yeah, I could not cook. I came to uni um, with a really awful cooking ability, um, which has since, you know, grown since. Um, oh, but yes, yeah, because we had we had dinner. A co- Sorry, keep putting in. We had, we had dinner a couple of months ago, and you cooked this like banging salmon thing, like. Oh, oh yeah. Real yeah, I mean, I've come on leaps and bounds. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, my um, uh, postgrad experience um, was completely different to that. So I feel like I was much more sort of health conscious, um, well-being conscious. I think that was because I had taken that couple of years out in between um, finishing my undergraduate and starting my postgraduate um, to work. So I had a sort of different mindset to um, to work and the idea of routine was different. So I remember during my postgrad, I, I wouldn't do work on even or weekends uh, unless it was you know towards a deadline um so I feel like I manage my time a lot better but I think in terms of yeah my undergraduate experience just talking to trusted friends and just being real um and obviously you know as we said earlier it's difficult to do this at first when you don't properly know people but um definitely during my first time I, I made a lot of phone calls to you know friends from home um that support ne- network at home that I, that I had um and I think you know just letting loose and doing something fun like hanging out and 
you know you don't have to be going out all the time if you don't want to if you don't have the energy to do so but I remember you know just cooking dinners having nights in with housemates um well trying to cook dinners (laughs) um joining groups and societies um you know uh you know just chilled nights in um yeah well, I yeah, I mean, that, um, you made a very uh, banging cheese toasty. Yeah, oh my god, yes, I forgot about text to toasty. That was awesome. <laughs> that was a good time. I hope this will do that. I think so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, no, aside from I think in Freshers Week where I realised that okay, I, I, my mental health is is deteriorating. I I need some extra support. Um, I wasn't very good at really uh, well being. Um. I feel like it's it's not something I ever really needed to think about before uni because uh, you know you you have a a comfortable set routine you go to school you see friends on the weekend and then all of a sudden like oh I'm on my own like I'm fully fending for myself and like I I, I hope well-being is something something that's discussed in schools now because it definitely wasn't when I was at school um but I I had I did have really bad FOMO um and I pushed myself really hard to just say yes to everything do everything until I completely burned out and the introvert inside me was like nope you're gonna stay in bed all day now um I just I didn't I don't want people to think I was boring I guess um and there is there is peer pressure and I think mm. sometimes like people can be like oh you're going to bed you're boring like, uh. <laughs> but like at the time that feels a bit like oh no but in the end if I think back to those times now like I sort of wish I had said I need a night off and been honest rather than like I might have made an excuse for like oh, I've got a deadline or, or I don't have any money like but I wish I'd just been like no I need I need a break and, and I'm okay with that I think you know think about it like now we're 28 it's like if, if we're going to plan a night out and someone says like oh no I don't have it in me tonight we wouldn't be like we're boring we'd be like okay yeah that's normal that's fine <laughs> absolutely yeah I think Definitely. it's that like adult perspective now being able to like to look at it like that I mean I look back now and I think about those people who were always on the sesh and I'm like are they okay like mm. are they I hope they I hope they were okay you know yeah um, I think Definitely. eating properly as well was something like I'm not a very good cook either I'm still not um and I think I went for convenience a lot of the time more than like cooking myself a proper meal um I mean we got through it I think I think, mm. I think like if I was to do it all again now I, I'd definitely like set some firmer boundaries and focus on my well-being Oh yeah, me too. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Oh, for isn't sure. It? It um, but yeah, I totally get that. You know, the FOMO and the kind of mm-hmm. pressure to to go out. But I think it's totally. It, it should totally be normal to be like, actually, no, I I need a rest tonight. My body needs to rest, and I yes. think that is totally fine. Mm. I think I think uh, Becca, you've been a little bit harsh on yourself in terms of cooking. You do make some nice spaghetti bolognese. Apart from that, I can't actually think of any meals that you make. So maybe you <laughs> yeah, are right. Like, maybe you need to be more varied. I mean, like you think about my cooking level now, it was a lot worse back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've improved. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I do vividly remember um, me and another flatmate like trying to microwave a frozen toad in the whole meal. Um, and I think we must have had to take it out of the metal tray. And it just, no, it was terrible. <laughs> So, yeah, get eaten? <laughs> I can't remember we were quite drunk um <laughs> but no yeah n- nutrition is something that you don't think about as a fresher and I sort of wish I had mm, yeah you actually met another friend through nutrition didn't you Becca Alex who uh said that you're just going to luxurize your pizza was that right 
Oh my god, yes, that was Alex in our flat. Um, the, yeah, the first conversation I had with him was was drunk after a night out, and I had a frozen pizza because I thought ahead and I was like, I don't want to go buy a takeaway every night. I'm gonna have to have some frozen pizzas for when I'm, you know, a bit drunk and hungry. And he was like, I can make that pizza better, and I was like, What? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but he had it like, right all along, didn't he? <laughs> he did. You know what? He was like the boys in our flat, like. This says a lot about gender roles because the boys in our flower are all much better cooks than us girls. Oh, much. Isaac made a an amazing homemade pie, didn't he? Oh yeah, and like that, they just we we had a little um flat Christmas dinner in first year, and it was yeah, it was Ben, Isaac, and Alex, the boys in the kitchen, like just yeah, they they whipped up something next level amazing. Yeah, I didn't dare go in the kitchen, but <laughs> that night no, just in case I burnt my yeah, in case <laughs> I burnt anything <laughs> yeah. to a crisp. Because we're a bad omen in there. <laughs> So what we're taking away from this is that food is the ingredient to well-being. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it, definitely it important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think like because everything's so crazy, like you don't oh, it doesn't feel like you've got a minute to step back and, and think too much about it. Like, I mean, like like I said, I think being aware of my former mental health problems helped me realise when it was getting too much for me. Um, but I think it's important to take just take a couple of minutes, like even like. Like when you're in the shower or like whatever you know downtime boring activities like brushing your teeth like is everything okay like how am I feeling in myself like do I feel like I need to you know, have, a, have a deep chat with someone to like process these feelings do I need to like call my mum or any of any of that do I maybe need some additional support here like I think it's it's something that we don't think about in that period of time but I think it should be thought of definitely it's taking that time out isn't it intentionally because especially freshers you're always mm-hmm. surrounded by like there's this activity there's that activity or this night out mm-hmm. there's these group of friends and like there's so many things that are demanding your time but you don't have yeah. to do all of them and um yeah like you said it's important to intentionally take that time out and kind of like check in yeah. with yourself yeah definitely I think that's a really good takeaway message there and yeah it nicely ends on the how we look after our well-being being kind to ourselves, understanding our limits, understanding our energies, very, very important. And as Becca alluded to there, you can burn out. And in the end, the ultimate victim is going to be yourself. And, you know, you have a lot to do at university. Your first year especially is a lot of pressure on you. So, yeah, I think that's a really good message from both of you. Just talking about sort of well-being, Lorna, and this is more for Lorna than Becca. Um, you volunteered for Nightline. Can you just tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, sure. So I uh, volunteered for Nottingham Nightline in my final year of uni. Um, so yeah, Nightline is a uh, listening service run by student volunteers. Um, all the volunteers are really passionate and all, you know, fully trained up. Um, it's a really support- supportive environment. Um, it's completely anonymous, um, non-judgmental and non-advisory listening service. So um, it's available, I believe, 7pm to 8am every night. And um, it's open 24 hours a day um, day and night during the welcome period and um, during exam season as well um, so yeah it's their design really for for anyone um, you know to call up um, or you can instant message you can even Skype um, you can also email anonymously um, you can find out you know the contact details if you type in Nottingham Nightline into Google and um, so whatever you need to talk about there will be a volunteer there to talk about any worries or concerns whether it's uni related or non-uni related Um we're also uh, we not anymore Nightline <laughs> are also a, a information service so some people might you know call up to ask for taxi service information or I don't know stuff about local takeaway information Um so yeah it's great um, that 
loads of people do reach out and um you know struggles are completely normal and the service is really great it just provides people with an anonymous person to talk to in that moment if you need it no thank you very much Lauren. what i'll do is as well i'll, I'll put the link in the description below so people can also amazing so that's not a problem. I mean, one of the things I would like to ask you, Lord, I mean, obviously you studied psychology uh, and it sounds like that was very much related to your degree. And I know Becca did internships as well and sort of other volunteer work. Just did the volunteer work itself give you some kind of sense of satisfaction, some kind of well-being for yourself, you know, benefit in terms of I am helping people and that's that's in turn helping me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I felt like every time I had, um, you know, a, a phone call or was talking to somebody on on the instant um messenger um you know i felt coming away from it that that you know i'd really helped that person and it really helped being in a supportive environment with other volunteers as well um to kind of check in on you and kind of you know ask you um after each sort of phone call or um you know messaging you know are you okay um and yeah it was it was really a really great experience as well um to kind of you know for skills um, and all the training that's provided as well. Um, yeah, it's really great. And I'm assuming they're always kind of looking for volunteers. So maybe if there is anyone that out there listening, maybe they can uh, approach them to see if they can get some experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course, Thank Sim, you. you're, um, sorry. Are, are, you, are you allowed to talk about you currently volunteering for Shout? Or is that like you kind of have to not tell people? I do volunteer for Shout, but uh, it, it relates back to sort of getting experience with psychology. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that we won't really allude too much in here. But anyone, listen out, anyone listening out there that, you know, any course of doing fashion, psychology, business, law, there is plenty of volunteer experiences out there that will help towards their CV after university ends. So it's a very good takeaway message to have. And obviously, Lorna provided a really good service to people that were struggling as well. So that's something Lorna should be very proud of and uh, it goes along sort of the themes of what we're doing so no fantastic thank you very much for sharing Lorna really appreciate it okay. um so for people out there thinking about societies I know you guys were in societies I apologize I know that Becca was in Frisbee I don't quite know what societies you were in Lorna but um, maybe you could just give a few sort of um you know indications of what societies you were in and uh, obviously your experiences and obviously Becca with her societies as well so what kind of benefits do they provide and you know how did you find them so as sam said i was an ultimate frisbee um i was also in the choir uh, the chamber choir um i think joining societies really really helps the settling in process um just to do something that you're passionate about or even try something totally new um there's so many sports teams and societies and all sorts of activities and they're super welcoming and they'd love to have more members so like i think especially like for anybody really but especially if you sort of feel like you're not really clicking with people go and chuck yourself into a society like it just makes it that bit easier to I think find friends in that in that way um I think um like with with frisbee I, I do remember frisbee being so welcoming and in my second year I was uh on the committee as social sec so I think knowing how terrified I was in freshers and like even even walking into the room for the um, ultimate frisbee taster, like I was bricking it. But like I remember everyone being so nice to me, and then I thought, okay, I want to bring that vibe. So whenever we had freshers in for the for the tasters, I was like, actively trying to you know speak to everyone and you know 
try and like, be, be friendly, like, ask them about, about themselves. And I think if there's any of you listening and considering taking a position on the committee, or even if you're not, even if you're, you know, you're going to be interacting with freshers next year, they are really scared more than likely. So if you can be warm and welcoming, even if they don't stick out with the um, with the society or the sports team or whatever it is you're doing, like they're still really going to benefit from just a friendly person talking to them. I'll allow Lorna to talk and uh, share her experience with committees, but uh, thank you very much, Becca, for sharing. Um, yes, yeah, so I um, was a part of uh, CU Christian Union in my first and second year. Um, I was on exec for that in the second year. Um, I was also a part of Frisbee. Um, I'm not I'm not very good at Frisbee. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not a very sporty person. Um, well, I wouldn't consider myself a sporty person anyway. But yeah, nonetheless, I was part of Frisbee Society as well. Um, and it was purely for the social side. And I think I sort of dabbled in and out of societies, which is totally fine. I think, you know, just try new things. Um, and, you know, if it's not really working for you, 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 you know, you're welcome just to try something completely different as well. Um, but yeah, being on exec in my um, second year for CU was, um, yeah, it was really great because I, I knew exactly, you know, how difficult it might be for a first year to, um, you know, be new and to approach um, the society. And it, yeah, it was really great to welcome people as well who, you know, people who, you know, I was looking at them thinking I was in your position last year and I know what it's like. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, really great to be a part of a group or a hobby that you enjoy and you know you meet other like-minded people and um, really helps you to find yourself or even to develop a passion for something that you, you might not have realized you had a passion for um, but yeah I think one of the reasons one of the contributing reasons um, students might struggle the most with their mental health at uni is because like I said usually for the first time you're away from everything you know um, you know like I said everything that's familiar and so yeah just being a part of um, you know having developing like a hobby or being part of a group it just really helps you to develop those like support networks. Oh definitely and I think like I guess like, I'd never played ultimate frisbee before uni um, but I, I had always been in choirs so like it was nice to have the familiarity of, of a choir and the music that you know it's, I always found it therapeutic singing um, but also then doing that new hobby. So I think it's it's nice to do to do a bit of both, really. Um, I mean, obviously, we, you only have so much time. Um, but I think I, th I would really recommend to anyone to join a society, even if you're like, I don't know what that is. Give it a go. You could make friends for life. I mean, honestly, like, I've still I'm still really close with people from Frisbee now um, and choir. You know, it's just it's just like Lorna said, it's another support network, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you both made very good points there. I think Lorna's point about trying something new as well is, is a really good point um, because prior to university, we might not have experienced, like you said, you might not have experienced Frisbee before. You found a love for it. And obviously uh, you found friends through there, which you still speak to as well. So there's plenty of societies out there. And uh, when I went to Fresh Week myself, I saw how many societies were out there. And you won't believe some of the obscure ones that, that are there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely worthwhile exploring because if you don't try, you don't know. And uh, I think that's a really good message to, to take away from that piece of advice. Um, Becca still tries to make me play Frisbee, but... Um... <laughs> you're, a, you're a lost cause, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than me. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, at least you know you can oh, well. catch a disc. And, well, yeah, like, occasionally. Yes, I, I, I show very yeah, uh, lack mean... of interest, shall we say. So, <laughs> Maybe that doesn't help. <laughs> yes. 
Um, no, I can see the value of it, and uh, it sounds like you two had some really good experience with, with frisbee. So, yeah, it's good. And I'll say, even if you don't like frisbee, there's futsal, there's football, there's rugby. I think there's all sorts you can try. Um, there's cooking How ones many as well. Are there? Really, there's cooking. cooking ones. Yeah, there's cooking. Maybe Lorna should have found that in the first oh, year. Yeah, we, we both <laughs> we should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's even Jamaican cooking as well, which would really interest oh, wow. me. That's so cool. That's cool. There's there's something for yeah everyone I imagine yeah. out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sure. Like I, I remember when we first started, like there were a lot, but it sounds like there's a lot more now, which is which yeah. is great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, touching on it, sort of, we haven't really alluded to this, but international students is a completely different experience. But there's even a society for international students. So if you're an international student out there listening. You might be struggling with the culture, you might be struggling with the, the language or how is Brits work because we are a weird bunch. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, you could go and find familiar ground and, uh, you know, it, it's good to, to have those networks out there as well. Students are going to worry about their workload. Um, I know for me, it's it's quite a, a lot of work that in the second year, quite a lot of work in the first year as well. And obviously, Lorna, you did a master's, so you probably know all of that workloads. Um, what advice would you give to students considering their workloads? Oh, advice. Um, so for me, it was it was really important to have study separation. Um, so, for example, you know, being away from my bedroom where I relax and sleep. I mean, most student houses in your bedrooms, you'll have like a desk and a chair. Um, but I just I found it so hard to work at, like at home Um in the same room that I sleep, in the same room that I relax. And so going away to the library um, just allowed me that separation. And then I could come home, um, you know, say if it was exam season, I was revising, I could then, you know, go away to the library, revise and then come home and in, into an environment where I could, you know, I guess, switch off a lot easier. And um, so that really helped for me. Um, and just accountability, having somebody to you know study with to revise with um to commit to like doing it together although obviously you know you can end up distracting each other but I think sometimes that's good sometimes you need distractions to kind of like you need those breaks don't you um so yeah I would say just take time out for yourself regularly and you know socialize um be with friends or you know take some time out to be by yourself if if that's how you sort of recharge um, and I just think you need to allow it there's there's this expectation that we need to be working 24 7 especially at uni in order to you know achieve good marks and you know that's not true we're not robots we we're humans we need to relax we need to refuel um you know I think your mental well-being is is far more important than any mark and I know there's um you know the student support services um are open to people you know if they are struggling and um you know if you're struggling to meet a deadline for any reasons personal reasons mental well-being reasons they're there to talk um to you and, and give you know advice um so yeah I think it's okay to have unproductive days I think you need to schedule those in um and also just be realistic don't set yourself up for failure so this is something I did all the time throughout my whole <laughs> uni life. You were terrible for this. Uh, I was you, terrible, you were yeah. honestly such a stress head. Like you, you were like, yeah. I've got so much shit. Like, I, 
Oh man, I, I, I wish you, I wish you could have this conversation with your eighteen-year-old self. Honestly, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely used to be a, a stress head. There was that like pressure to like, just you know, like be perfect. I can be a bit perfectionist. Um, yeah, I think just I, I used to just set unrealistic expectations on myself. Um, you know that in one day I'd achieve X, Y, Z, like A to Z, and it would just be so unrealistic. And obviously, because it was unrealistic, I would, I would fail at my own sort of targets and that made me feel demotivated and deflated um but yeah I think celebrate victories every time I handed an essay every time I completed an exam you know I just I had a little you know mini celebration you know whether it was like you know getting by my favorite dessert <laughs> or you know like going out with some friends um yeah definitely yeah for sure I mean I think I think Sim you could probably listen to this about celebrating victories because I, I know like I, I obviously we live together we're married so I, I do see you like stress about workload too um I mean for me I, I had a totally different experience on the course I did fashion design so it's it's very creative um and it, in a way like you you know you're doing sketchbooks you're always adding something and it you sort of feel like you you can never do too much which makes it sometimes difficult to know when to stop um I think like for me what helped is looking through the assessment criteria and being like okay I think I've met this um but maybe I need to do a bit more work on that section and also again probably more for creative courses but like you, you can speak to your tutor and be like hey this is the direction I want to go in with this like what do you think is there maybe more I could do here they'd, they'd be happy to help that's what they're there for um, so I, I think, you know, with uni being, the learning is much more self-oriented and it is an adjustment, but your tutors are still there to guide you if you need that. Um, and I think also with when you have sort of a big, when you're looking at like loads of different deadlines and I've got this aspect of that project and that to do, like it sounds cliche, but just break it down. Like if you break down the steps that you need to take, you can come up with a more efficient plan of like, okay, I need to do this part of the project by then and I need to have this many designs done and this many pages of my sketchbook by this time and like it's very difficult to stick to I don't think anybody ever really makes a plan a lot I'm going to do this by then and actually stick with it I think it's impossible sometimes to plan how long mm -hmm. it's going to take so like don't beat yourself up if you don't quite meet that like you of course have your overall deadline but if you're setting yourself mini deadlines in there and they run over a little bit or you need to take some time to yourself because you feel like I'm overwhelmed and I need to just step back to be refreshed and to find that creativity like that's okay yeah definitely I think um like I said learning at uni is much more self-oriented and and like you said like I found that to be a massive adjustment at first but um you know like I said we you know talk to your personal tutor talk to um your lecturers there that's what they're there for they're there to help and to guide you um and I think there's some you know everyone operates differently um there'll be different um ways that people might revise or write essays that work for them I think it's about finding a way that works for you so um you know sometimes especially when I was writing essays I would struggle really bad with with brain fog um and just starting the essay making a start on like the first sentence or paragraph was sometimes a struggle it took me a while um because I was just thinking about the whole thing rather than just you know one step at a time the first paragraph and like you said Becca just breaking everything down um and I think you can be afraid to start or in my case afraid to start you know just writing sometimes but um it helped me just to 
just to sit there and just to start typing even if it didn't make sense that helped because then I would go back and turn it into more like eloquent sentence um because my issue was just getting something down on paper and making a start um and that motivated me to continue and sometimes I mean this might not be for everyone but I did uh you know listen to some motivational music on Spotify without lyrics (laughs) (laughs) you can't Um, have lyrics so you just start typing them in your essay or singing oh yeah absolutely um I, yeah as well though like he's got like his little motivational like lo-fi podcast not podcasts spotify playlists and stuff like yeah. that like yeah it definitely is helpful oh amazing no it really does help I yeah that's great it really it really did help me sort of make a start and kind of block out all the external distractions um and also I like you I um oh, I think it was second year now I had a biology exam um and the way that I revised for that, because um, that was one that I was, you know, particularly wanting to get a good, you know, do well on. So, yeah, I had a um, biology exam in second year and um, the way I revised for that was, was um, yeah, I just tried something different and it actually really worked for me. So I actually um, wrote down all my revision notes for that and then I would voice record my revision notes on my phone and then I'd listen <laughs> to them through my earphones while Wait. I was on a walk. <laughs> wow. Or while I was jogging. So you're getting, you know, those endorphins at the same time as revising. So that actually worked really well for me. And it actually felt, you know, like I remembered a lot during the exam. So, um, yeah, might not work for everyone, but find find your own way. Well, Sim, that would be a good idea for you, I think, wouldn't it? I think there's some good points there to take for both of you, to be honest. Um, I think one of the things they say sometimes as well after revising is uh, taking a nap because apparently taking mm. a nap and store that into your brain but there's, there's really? a few points there's a few points to pick out there and you know you talked about talking to your tutors that's definitely you know and if you are struggling mentally as well or you know with personal problems at home or whatever it is you know your deadlines aren't set in stone they you know they definitely are there but you know if there is a reason enough they can extend those deadlines for you so any students listening you know sort of if you are worrying about your deadlines and you are struggling with anything really just reach out to your tutor and they can discuss options like Lorna alluded to there so that, that's a really good piece of advice to take and I think you both really hit that question on nail on the head so thank you very much um so what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self starting at uni? If you was to go back in the time machine and say to your 18-year-old self, about to walk through those doors of Sunby Hall, what would you say? <laughs> I I wish I could tell myself that I am perfectly able to make friends. Um, so don't let that anxiety convince you that your entire flat is just going to hate you. Um, yep. And I think, like, also, I mean, this was nine years ago. 28-year-old me doesn't remember or care about who from school looking on Facebook and all that who from school seemed to be loving it and who wasn't like I think it's it is really difficult to be authentic online mm-hmm. um and there's you know there's there's no need to make yourself look like you're having the life and soul on socials if you're not um you know I, I wish I could have given myself permission to take more downtime because despite being like you know quite chatty and like you know I love socializing I I am deep down an introvert like my my recharging happens on my own um and I, I like I think I said like previously like I, I wish I wasn't making false excuses about doing that I wish I could have you know just said like um you know I I just need need some time out I need to sit in my room and watch some you know rubbish telly or something um you know I, I think I had so much anxiety before I started and during freshers and like about how it was going to go and I wish I could look back and tell myself like I had a great time like 18 year old like 
Becca, just you will have the best time. You will have hard times. Of course, everybody does. Everybody has moments where they really struggle, but you'll come out and you'll really like appreciate that you stuck it out. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think, um, you know, similarly, I wish I could go back and say to myself, like, you know, like you will end up loving uni overall like your first term it's not an indicator of how the rest of your you know uni life is going to go and like I said even though I did thoroughly enjoy well you know I really enjoyed uni um like Becca said it is it is normal to have ups and downs and you still are going to have those moments um and still you know even if you enjoy it overall you are still going to have um you know things that are a bit a bit more difficult um but yeah just having the patience and being realistic you know developing you know I wish I could go back and tell myself that actually developing solid friendships takes time and developing social or support networks takes time and it's so worth sticking it out um and also most people are also struggling too but just not communicating that um so you're not alone you know like I would I wish I could tell myself to perhaps open up a little bit more especially in that first term um and just be more confident in yourself and be more of yourself 100% I, I think um I remember watching a film what was it perks of being a wallflower or something and um I I don't want to spoil the plot for anyone <laughs> one of one of the characters like, lots more in here. <laughs> <laughs> no it's I'll be vague one of the characters goes off to uni and she's telling her old friend who's still in school like hey it gets better because I think they had a rough time in school then went to uni and like it gets better and like actually when I was watching that I wasn't in a good place and I remember thinking like oh well that's not true like it doesn't get better but actually like it did it really did and I I think like it I think if you're struggling mentally like it can feel so difficult to trust that it will get better and it may not get better right away but it will get easier you know um Mm. I think it's it's when you're in that situation where everything just feels hopeless like it's really difficult to find find the light but even if even if it's one little good thing that happened, like that is a that is a step in the right direction. I mean, I'm, I'm I know I had periods of like really struggled with mental health all through uni, and every time I came out of it, every time I was either able to recognise that I needed some extra support, or able to confide in a good friend, or I don't know, even just sometimes just wake up feeling a bit better. You know, these things happen. Mm, yeah. um, but it's it's three years of your life. Like things are going to be up and down. But you know, w- once you're through it. You'll, you'll really miss uni when you're not there anymore like oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I do I do really miss it and like I don't want to say like make the most of it because that can make you feel like you have to push yourself to everything and burn yourself out but you know I I really I don't think I'd go back and change anything mm. honestly I had such a great time and I do miss it yeah that's uh, two very very good stories and you know it, i think it is like you said becca take one day at a time try and enjoy the most as you can and you know try and embrace the experience um and uh, like you said making friends is a lot easier than people make it out to be and mm-hmm. people are there to be social animals and they are there to connect so there is there is plenty of things to take away from that so thank you both for that so um, and sort of just looking out for each other we, we alluded to this earlier what what kind of telltale signs do you look out for friends who are struggling? Um, yeah, so there could be a number of things, really. I mean, you know, it, it's not an exhaustive list that I'm about to give, but it 
it could offer some indication of warning signs um so maybe uh, you know your flatmate stopped going to lectures or um, they're looking really tired not really sleeping very well any sort of changes um, physically so not maybe maintaining appearance as they were before um, social withdrawal like avoiding social things or being unusually quiet um, and maybe excessive or unusual drinking but I know that's tricky because you know binge drinking or drinking regularly is a big part of uni life for many people so that might be difficult to spot um but you know it's always worth checking in on someone even if it turns out they're actually genuinely okay um you know i'm sure they will appreciate it and it's always better to to just check in just in case just to be sure yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it's better to be safe than sorry um because mm -hmm. you know sometimes someone might be struggling and just by asking they're able to open up and uh, i don't mean to be dramatic but you know that could actually save a life so i think that's very good advice you know, oh, there, is, there is people out there that uh, have gone and uh, gone to extremes because someone hasn't reached out. So anyone listening, if you f see anything different in your friends, like Lauren has said, just speak to them. Make sure they are OK. And I think that's a really powerful message, Lauren, for you to give. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, I think it's also if, if you know someone well, like you might sort of notice a slight sort of personality changes or you know, they might be becoming more withdrawn or they also might be overdoing it. They might be pushing themselves too far to, you know, pretend that they're fine. Um, so I think any sort of uncharacteristic changes are important to look out for. Um, mm. And another thing, I guess, is um, like emotional breakdowns after drinking. Um, obviously, this, this can happen to the best of us for no apparent reason. I'm sure I've cried over a lot of stupid things after a couple of drinks. But I think if, if you're if you can like pay attention to what it is that they're saying and maybe it's worth discussing um in the morning but like from a from a point of concern like once they're sober you know still so like, I, I was for example like i was a little bit worried to hear you say that you felt this way last night and i just want to make sure you're feeling okay um you know even if they don't want to talk about it i'm sure they'll a appreciate that you've reached out and b maybe think a bit more about it themselves like, okay actually maybe maybe I do need to sort of pay attention to this issue or maybe I need to get some help. Mm, definitely, that's a really good point. I'm aware that uh, obviously we have gone past the hour mark, so just the last couple of questions really and uh, <laughs> then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up. I'm sure the rest of you two want to get back to the rest of your night. Um, <laughs> Becca probably wants to run away from me. She is my wife, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, Obviously, university is a great experience, as you alluded there. It's a very enjoyable experience. And, you know, those three years do go quickly. Um, and then you're back into the real world, essentially. And maybe for, the, for a lot of people, it's the first time they are in the real world because they've probably gone from school to sick form to university. So it can be a really scary transition. So how did you cope with life after university or should I say life after education? I found this really difficult um because because i stayed in nottingham like i still had a lot of friends from uni who were they were still in uni in the younger years and if i'd meet up with them to socialize um i'd find it like i didn't really know what to say to them because i was working and they were still in uni and they were still able to like do all the social things and i just sort of felt like what, what do i say to you like i can i think i was waitressing at first and I was like what well, I can talk about my 12-hour shift and how my feet hurt but you're going to be talking about you know what happened at Ocean the other day and it's like ah oh, it, it was really difficult to feel involved like it made me feel a lot of FOMO um 
and I miss sort of being able to hey it's a Wednesday afternoon let's go to Spoons like no I'm, I'm working full-time now I can't I can't do that um in a way like uni feels like its own separate reality um and it was you know just as quickly as you catapulted into uni you then launched straight out into something different so it's that adjustment period all over again um but then I was obviously working a job that I wasn't really that interested in trying to get my foot in the door in fashion and it, it does sort of feel like quite a a kind of I don't know how to explain it like quite a kind of you've been in uni it's like it's in color and then you go into the real world and it feels quite quite black and white I mean mm. it's almost sort of feels like a step backwards like I think a lot of a lot of us will think oh I'll, I'll graduate and then I'll find myself a proper job or like a job in what I want to be doing straight away um but life quite often doesn't go to plan and I think when I realized that and I acknowledged that okay like let, let's figure out what to do now I think that really helped um you know when you're in education like you have a structure like you know you're going to be at uni for three four years there's an end point to that and then hang on a minute you you're out of it and you've got the rest of your life to figure out what you're doing and it can almost feel a bit lonely I, I think it's by all means like have a goal have an ambition but you can't set deadlines to it like your education had a deadline I suppose um and it's important not to you know beat yourself up if things aren't going to the plan that you set for yourself Mm, yeah I definitely feel that that it can feel a backward step can't it um and I don't no one told me about the transition period after uni like no one told me that it was going to be really hard and that it was going to be a struggle and like I just almost like a sense of like like my my, like an identity shift because I was like oh like I was in education my entire life and now I'm thrown into the world of work and it's like what even is that and figuring out what I wanted to do um definitely felt that struggle and and also just like struggles of finding a job really just had little experience of job applications and interviews um you know I never had a full-time job before um only like you know short term some attempts that kind of thing um but yeah you definitely made a good point Becca about expectations versus reality I think you know myself and many others you, you expect to come out of uni into you know like your dream job um and that you know might happen for some people but you know that can't that can't always happen and especially for me I didn't even know what my dream job was so how can I expect to go into my dream job when I don't even know what that was at the time um so yeah I just I didn't really know what I wanted I had a broad idea but you know that was pretty much it and you know like you said changes in social in your social life and social circles due to working and just trying to navigate what to do and having a load of completely different responsibilities as well um but yeah I think just like you know adjusting to going to uni and moving away um you know I found that I did adjust to that eventually as well um it was just that transition period at the the beginning and kind of being thrown into this world of like you know what is this world (laughs) yeah it's like suddenly you're an adult but you still don't feel like one I mean I still still don't now honestly but obviously because we then lived together for that year after uni and we Mm. were just a total mess like we we always (laughs) had these bad uni habits of like going to the shop and buying junk food yeah like just like were you like a a teaching assistant in a college I think Mm, yes I was at at one point I feel like I've had a lot of different different jobs since uni both trying to find our feet like yeah just taking because obviously like you haven't got your student loan anymore so like right I've got to find something to pay the bills and I was was waitress Mm. for a bit and then I worked at Avis which is where I met Sim um (laughs) and then I then I got my internship in fashion which was hey great but that was unpaid as many fashion internships are so it was 
it was really I felt like we were both kind of like scrabbling around but we had the support of each other and our other housemates two of whom were still at uni which was a bit jarring I guess because they were still obviously <laughs> freaking about their deadline um but I I think it was it was nice like all still living together with friends um I think uh, some people move move back home which I guess also has its, its comforts you know you're living with your family again and it, it probably feels quite um probably quite a supportive environment not that you know the gas street gals wasn't a uh, supportive mm. environment it was just it's it's different I suppose I mean I can't really talk about what that'd be like but um it, it we again like like freshers and that adjustment period we got through this one too but mm, it's yeah it's definitely I think again anybody who's just graduated like it's totally normal to feel lost um, yeah 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 like you said Lorna like nobody really tells you about how you're going to feel mm. um but it, it does sort itself out you do figure out your path but it's yeah. a bit of like adjustment definitely I think you both alluded to there like sort of the struggle to find a job like you mentioned Lorna about struggling with interviews and what is a job and all this the rest of it I mean, one of the things that you both did mention, which I would like to mention, is the employability services, which is probably a really good service for people to look into, especially during the three years. Um, myself, as a, a mature student, I don't find it as useful as probably someone of your age when you were at university, 18, 19, 20, because the employability service will teach you how to write CVs. They will teach you how to do interviews. They will tell you how to find jobs and the, the right places to look and things like that so mm-hmm. that's a really good service to to look at as well if you're thinking about oh bloody hell what do I do after after university Go on, oh Sorry. definitely I oh, know um I was just going to say I actually used them myself I think it was in my final year of, of my undergraduate and I can say they were really really helpful um in terms of like you know getting my CV um you know, looking a bit better, um, giving me interview prep um, sessions and also, um, you know, writing job applications as well. I found them really, really helpful, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think you both really hit nail on the head there. That it is going to be scary. Of course it is. But um, at the end of the day, you've both been very successful in your fields. And, you know, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, even, for example... Lorna, you you have a, a degree in psychology. It doesn't mean you potentially going to go into psychology. You might go to many different fields. You know, just having a degree can be very valuable. You know, Becca, when when she's got a fashion degree, there was uh, people willing to give interviews for computer design roles, computer game design roles. So there is there is all sorts of different avenues to go down. Just because you've studied one topic doesn't mean you have to stick to that topic and I think that's something important to to bear in mind as well but thank you very much for that now before we sign off is there any final messages you want to give to to current students um oh um I would say yeah there is there's help out there if you need to and um you know talk talk to somebody um you know I'm I'm 28 now and it's been nine years since I was a fresher um but you know still like everyone else I I still have my self-doubts I still have imposter syndrome um sometimes and you know I don't have it all figured out um and you know I think that's very normal um in life to just not have it all figured out um because you can kind of expect yourself to have it all figured out you know oh you know by the time I'm 
you know mid-20s or whatever or just finished uni I'll, I'll have it all figured out but you know I think that's all okay and, and totally normal and um you know I feel like I've been in in so many different jobs and that's okay to try different things and to find yourself and you know it's it's really easy to compare yourself to you know I compare myself to friends who perhaps studied subjects like nursing or midwifery and obviously you know they went straight into that but you know like you said Sim you know I studied psychology and that's quite broad so you know I had to um find myself in a way after uni as well um and you know sometimes I was like I have no idea what I'm doing right now um during uni but you know like you know perhaps times at uni where um you know I didn't really know what I was doing I was I was enjoying something I was enjoying you know this society or enjoying this module at the moment so I just thought you know I'm just gonna roll with it um but yeah you're not alone and um it's totally fine to not have everything figured out I think yeah. it's important to um to make peace with the fact that you're gonna have periods in your life where you don't know what you're doing I think mm. we all as kids like we all think oh grown-ups just know what they're doing they have it all figured yeah. out and like even like sometimes I look at my friends and I'm like hey you have you absolutely have your stuff together like you know what you're doing but I think we, we all experience that and I think to make peace with that and accept that sometimes we're going to feel lost and not know what we're doing and I think that's a really important thing to do and I think it's I suppose the older you get I imagine the easier that is to do but it's still something I think that's worth bearing in mind um I think I guess my final message would be be yourself and if you don't know who yourself is yet uni is a really great place to discover that there's so many opportunities there's so many things to get involved with um and also please 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 if you're struggling talk to someone friends new new friends old friends family um there's so many university services that are available uh sim will put a link in the description below but there's, you know, Trent has its mental health support team, counselling services, student support advisors, Nightline, as uh, Lorna volunteered for, and there's a an online resource called Silver Cloud, which has um, sort of specialist programmes for mental health struggles. And of course, there's the, you know, the university campus doctors, or if you're with a different doctor, any any doctor, there's always someone you can talk to. There's always a there's always a way through it. Mm, yeah. And I think that's a really good message to end on, that uh, there is support out there. And that's the overall message of this whole podcast, that it's okay not to be okay, and it's okay to be okay. And it's okay to sometimes struggle, and it's okay to enjoy yourself, and not to have regret, and just to take it one day at a time. And then eventually you will graduate, and then you'll go to the big wide world. And again, you know, it might take time to find your way, but, every, you know, eventually you will find your way so you know two very very positive messages and uh, I'd like to personally thank uh, Lorna and Becca for their time today so I really appreciate that it's really good to see former students uh, reliving their experiences so thank you very much and uh, this has been another episode of NCU Anxiety. Oh thank you thank you hey. both of you. Yeah it's been a good chat. Yeah. Thank you.